Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Yes, good afternoon. Happy Monday. Kicking off one of the best weeks, if not the best week of the year. Joe Beamer in for Tom Bowerly all this week. Hope uh, you're having a fantastic start to the week, whatever it is you are doing. I just love the feel of this week we are one week away from christmas day and if this week drags i'll be happy like if this week just goes slow i'll be happy i love everything about this week leading up to christmas day uh so you are going to i'm going to be in a festive mood i am going to at least for a segment a day if not more talk about the holiday Later in the week, we have a few hours of Hallmark movie talk, which isn't just going to be about Hallmark movies. It's going to be about cable Christmas movies uh, that have popped up, and now you have all the imitators of the Hallmark movie. Uh, And there will be uh, space for those of you who hate Hallmark movies to call in and make fun of the Hallmark movies. So we have that planned later in the week. Uh, But you go today. Now, we are a week away from Christmas. I know most people, including myself, Tanner, uh, Bellavia, James, uh, we all have to work this week, right, leading up to to Christmas. But a lot of people are already out uh, because I was at uh, the store known as Target earlier. And as you know, Target is in the busiest plaza in western New York. Can we say that? Unless you call the outlet mall a plaza, I think the Boulevard Plaza by the 290 is the busiest plaza in western New York, right? Uh, the, The one where Target is in Orchard Park is a close second, and the one with Walmart, um... In Clarence is third. Those would be my the three busiest plazas in Western New York if I had to uh, if I had to do a vote. Those three right there. Uh, so I'm at Target and the place is just swarmed, right? And you know they're trying to get product back on the shelf. It reminds me of my days working in retail. They're trying to get product back on the shelf, and it is just you've got an employee in every aisle. Uh, you've got carts of of stock just all over the. It was a mess. Again, I real I I get it. I get it, and good for the employees. They were stepping away from their stocking to help uh, to help um, customers, and I think that was great, right? I think that's fine. Uh, but it is the hustle and bustle. We are, again, a week away, 
And if I'm judging by people walking through Target, many of you are still doing your Christmas shopping. That will be a daily question I ask at the end of every show this week. How far along are you with your Christmas shopping? But let's start with the the great news of the day, right? Before we get into the uh, negativity, and I am going to bring up some negativity um, later in the show, but let's get to the positive. The Buffalo Bills... Huge win. They're talking about it on ESPN right now. Huge win yesterday in Orchard Park to keep their playoff uh, hopes not only alive, but their playoff hopes jumped up to 71% in the New York Times playoff simulator. Really, the only reason to go to the, the New York Times website is for the playoff simulator. And they are now at 71%. They also have an uh, increased chance to win the division. And by increased, I mean it is up to 42%. So that is a big change from uh, Friday. The Bills have the sixth best chance in the AFC to go to the playoffs, right? It, it, it is the Dolphins, the Ravens, the Jags, uh, the Browns. And then the Bills, uh, with 71% chance to make the playoffs, 42% chance to win the division. And I'll tell you, the Dolphins, they don't play well on the road. But they're upset, and they're going to uh, Miami. And that might actually feel like a home game for the, for the Cowboys uh, with as little fans as the Dolphins get. If, that game, if the Cowboys have a rebound game and beat the, Dol- the Dolphins and the Bills win their next two, I mean, that is going to set up a showdown at Hard Rock Stadium uh, in Miami, Florida. So scoreboard watching is going. Christmas Eve will be full of Bills fans scoreboard watching uh, as the Bills play on Saturday Saturday night. Now, you don't want to take anything for granted, right? First, the Bills have to play the game. Uh, so you win on Saturday. A lot of scoreboard watching on Sunday. But I, I want to hear from the audience. How are you feeling about this team? Are you like me? Like, I'm very excited, right? Now, I don't want to give my hopes up. I don't want to be, I I want to put everything into perspective, right? I mean, this is still a team that, yes, they have a 71% chance to make the playoffs. They do need a few things to go their way. One of those just being win out and have the Dolphins lose one of their next two games, which seems likely, right? The Dolphins have not beaten a team uh, above 500 this season. Uh, and they're playing two teams above 500 in the next two weeks. So, you know, you never want to say anything's a definite, but you have to like the chances there. Um, so I try to put it in perspective. I'm excited that the Bills are playing their best football toward the end of the season, unlike last year when they played their best football halfway through the season and then were just sneaking by in victory leading into the playoffs including the wildcard round, uh, a game that Miami very well could have won with their third-string quarterback. So I'm glad they're playing better football going into the end of the season. Hopefully, they can stay hot, they can win these next three games, and then they can stay even hotter in the playoffs. I don't think that's crazy to think the way they're playing. This team right now looks unstoppable. But you'll have the negative fans, right? And, and I do my, my only negative statement to make here is watching that team play last yesterday. Where was this team against the Broncos? Where was this team against the Jets, against the Patriots? What happened? 
Now, if you make the playoffs, no one cares, right? I mean, that that's the emotional swing of the NFL. If the Bills make the playoffs, no one cares. No one's going to be still asking those questions. I'm asking those questions now because right now the Bills are a team on the outside looking in. But those are the questions if you don't make the playoffs. You make the playoffs, no one cares. Everyone forgets it's a brand new season. That's the beauty of the playoffs. Brand new season. So, I, I, I love that outcome of last night uh, here in Orchard Park. And you like it even more when there's just a ton of Cowboy fans and you're watching them leave halfway through the third quarter. And you can say things like, it's okay, I'm sure the Lakers will have a better season. Or, that's okay, Duke plays later. Because Highmark Stadium was full of Yankees, Yan- uh, Yankees, Lakers, and Duke fans. I mean, it's, it's the craziest thing. The Cowboys come to town, and the stadium's full of Yankees, Lakers, and Duke fans. It's a, what a crazy thing uh, when the Cowboys come to town. But that's always nice to see, right? Because Cowboy fans, of course, they were loud and obnoxious, and you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be loud and obnoxious when you visit uh, an, away, uh, an away team's uh, stadium. But you, you had people, I mean, just loud Right, They were all over the place. They were booing the Bills during their own introductions. Uh, no better feeling than when those same people uh, have to get up in the pouring rain and walk uh, to their car, not only in defeat. I mean, remember, that last touchdown was a garbage touchdown. The Bills had pulled most of their starters. So it, it counts on the scoreboard, but doesn't really count. I mean, really, that game was 31-3, and it probably could have been 38-3 if Josh Allen had stayed out for another drive, but they put Kyle Allen in, which is a smart thing to do. You know, I'm hoping that this weekend on Saturday, I'm hoping Kyle Allen is starting in the second half, not because I want anything to happen to Josh Allen, just because I hope the Bills have the same first half against the Chargers that the Raiders had on Thursday. But again, we'll wait and see. you got to play the game. The Bills have to go out to L.A. and, uh, and get the job done. How are you feeling? 803-0930, star 930. You can also text me at 803-0930. Are you fully back on? I never jumped off. I always thought the Bills were going to find a way. I did. I, and again, they haven't yet. So this isn't like, hey, job done. No, they haven't found a way yet. But I continue to believe that they will find a way. That they're playing their best football right now. They should have beaten the Eagles, but we're not going to live in the past. So I've, I've fully believed in this team, even when they're dropping games because of too many men on the field, right? Um, but what about you? Are, have, have, did you kind of fall off? Are you back? Where's your confidence level? And do you feel better the way this team's playing if they do get into the playoffs? Like, isn't this how you want them to be playing? This is how I want them to be playing. And like I said, I hope it, I hope it continues going. 803-0930, star 930. And will you be the person scoreboard watching? Now, Christmas Eve, and you'll hear me talk about it a lot this week, Christmas Eve is my favorite day of the year, right? Because, because Christmas Day is the, the, the day that it all builds up for, right? That is the day. Christmas Eve... You know, you still got the Christmas music going. But you, I, if Christmas Eve could go as slow as possible, that would be awesome. Um, but it is my favorite day of the year. And this year, 
add in a little scoreboard watching the Cowboys and the Dolphins. You're going to want to watch um, Cleveland and the Texans. There's a lot of games where results could help the Bills. Now, again, I have family stuff to do, and I'm not going to push myself away from that to watch the Cowboys and Dolphins because it's not the Bills. But I'll be keeping my eye on, the, on my phone. Like over the weekend, we went to the Christmas markets downtown, which awesome. I would encourage you to go and check them out before the season's over. Uh, went to the Christmas markets downtown. And, you know, every now and then I kept pulling my phone out to check the scores of the games that were going on and uh, see if anything was helping the Bills. Um, and, you know, that will probably be what I do on Christmas Eve. I'm not going to be rude and pull my phone out during dinner where anyone can see. Uh-huh. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to keep my eye on the scoreboard and, and, and see what's going on and continue putting the different results into my New York Times playoff simulator. Again, the only reason to go to the New York Times website is the playoff simulator. Once we're in the playoffs, I mean, there's no reason to go to the New York Times. I, I'm, I don't know. This might be surprising to the audience. I'm not a, uh, I'm not a fan of the, of, the, of the language in the New York Times. 803-0930, star 930. Would love to know what you thought of the game yesterday, what you think of their chances. Um, and, and, you know, it, it, are you taking the emotional roller coaster? Some are with the Buffalo Bills. Or do you find yourself, like me, all right, I'm in regardless. You know, I, I, I will say this. I will say this right now. I sat through most of my schooling with a team that didn't go to the playoffs, right? From fifth grade on, the Bills didn't go to the playoffs. I got season tickets when I was in college. I still have those season tickets, by the way. So, believe me, when we're talking about a 6-6 six and six team or an 8-6 and six team, yeah, it's going to take a lot for me to completely put this team away. I mean, the Bills could be 3-10 and 10 right now, and I would still be, well, you know, you look at this next game, they could really pull the upset. You know what I mean? I mean, that's just the kind of fan I am because I lived through years of the last game meaning nothing. I mean, I went to, there were years where I would go to the last game by myself. Now, that might also tell you, you know, just how lonely I was in my 20s, but I went to, the final games by myself. I couldn't find anyone to give the, the other ticket to, but I still wanted to go. I still had friends that would tailgate. They didn't sit with me, but I would go tailgate with them and I go enjoy the game. Again, that story could be, wow, this is a really, uh, a really diehard fan. The story could also be, wow, Joe, you had nothing else going on uh, in your 20s. Both would, both would be true, in my opinion. Um, so it will take a lot for me to, to, um, to push that away, but you know, again, Game by game, you take it one game at a time. The way I feel right now, no one's stopping this team. They're getting to the playoffs. But if the Cowboys don't beat the Dolphins, again, I still think the Ravens will beat the Dolphins, but if the Cowboys don't beat the Dolphins, even with a Bills win next week, I'm like, okay, things can still work out. And I do think, I think things will work out. I think it's a shame that they lost winnable games to put themselves in a position where they don't 100% control their own destiny. The way this Bills team has been playing now, it's a shame they dropped that game. And the one I'm going to point to the, the most is the Broncos game. The Patriots game and the Broncos game. 
right? Forget the Jets game. First game of the season, the Bill, this Bills team has been known to kind of be slow to start the first game of the season. But the Patriots game, there's no reason. They made Mac Jones look like a Pro Bowl quarterback. I mean, they made Mac Jones look like Peyton Manning, Tom Brady in that game. There was no reason for the Bills to lose to the Patriots. Okay, put that one aside. There was even less reason for the Bills to lose to the Broncos. That was a co- poor coaching decision. I'm sorry, in the NFL, and it happened to the Cowboys yesterday, but in the NFL, you should not be flagged for too many men on the field. That is such a uh, that is such a high school football, maybe college football mistake. But I would even say if I was at, if I was watching Virginia Tech and they got flagged for too many men on the field, I go, "Are you kidding me?" That that is just such a a, a a rookie mistake, and the fact that right now it's that mistake that is stopping the Bills from controlling their own destiny. It's painful. It's painful to think about. But like I said, let's not look back. Right now, they have a 71% chance to go to the playoffs, a 42% chance to win the division. And, uh, hey, it's a victory Monday, and we should be happy. It's a victory Monday, a week before Christmas, the best week of the year. And um, I am so excited to be with you. I will take your call on the Bills throughout the show, right? As you know, if I brought it up once, you can call me on it until the show is over at 6 o'clock. But when we come back, I know David talked about this, but guys, I love David. And, and David does such a better job than I do um, with, with, with what he does, obviously. David's, you know, one of the best to ever do it. But we got to talk about the Pulling Cars tweet. Do you think I'm going to sit here on the air and not talk about the Pulling Cars tweet today? We're going to talk about that when we come back. We're going to break it down. Because I think there are a few different angles we can look at this tweet. And I definitely want your input at 803-0930. And then we are going to do something. We are going to show the similarity. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did not just say similarities. We are going to, I'm going to show you and explain to you how the Amherst tax hike. That was a really Buffalo way to say tax. The Amherst tax hike and the pulling cars tweets. Illustrate the same problem with leadership. Yes, I'm going to do that. I'm not that smart of a person, but I've been able to put this together in my mind while prepping the show over the last day and a half. So we're going to talk about that when we come back. 803-0930, star 930. If you don't know the Poland Cars tweet, well, I'm not going to tell you now. Because I want, you to, I want you to stay tuned in. Listen to our sponsors. Listen to Puckett's News. And then we'll come back. I'll read the tweets for you. I'll set it up by telling you what I was doing when I was scrolling through Twitter. Uh, and I saw this tweet pop up. And then I'd like your reaction to it at 803-0930, star 930. Again, I don't care if you're a Republican, Democrat, Independent, Conservative, Working Parties, Liberal... No one should look at that tweet and go, yeah, he's telling it like it is. But there are some people who are, and we'll talk about them as well. 803-0930, star 930. It's Beamer in for Bowerly back after this.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back. Joe Beamer in for Tom Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN. You know, I don't know what I did to get in my algorithm different accounts that I don't follow that post things like, this is the last known picture of Elvis taken before he died. I don't know what I did. A bunch of that stuff. I got another one. This is the last known photo of Bob Ross before he passed away. I don't know what I did to get in that algorithm. I'm a very simple person. My Twitter is really finding stuff for work, posting about Virginia Tech, the Bills, the Sabres, the Mets. I, I don't know how I got in this algorithm. And sometimes I do enjoy a good food video. But I am not sure how I got in the algorithm twice today. Those are the two ones I've gotten just today. Other one, other days I've gotten things like uh, so and so, their last interview while on death row. Like, how am I in this algorithm? I, I don't really go around looking at them. My Twitter activity is very simple. It's the things I just mentioned. So I, I don't know. Someone's got to ask Elon Musk how this got caught in my algorithm. And how do I get it out? Because I'm the kind of person, like, if that pops up, the one I just saw during the break, it pops up, the last known photo of Elvis uh, hours before he died. Let me tell you, then I'm going to have a nightmare about Elvis. I mean, that's just how my mind works. I talked last week about my fear of snakes. I hate snakes. 
one night, I'm on YouTube, and I see this video about um, poisonous snakes in West Virginia. Now, why I clicked on this video and watched it for 14 minutes, guess what? I had a dream that I was going out to my car, heading to work, and a snake came out of the AC vent in the car. Okay? Obviously, that's going to happen. That one I set myself up for. This stuff, not so much. I don't know how it popped up on my algorithm. I'll have to figure that out. Uh, 803-0930, star 930 is the, uh, the number to get on. By the way, right now you've got the, uh, the Bahamas Bowl on ESPN, but it's not being played, played in the Bahamas this year. It's being played in Charlotte. So I thought that was funny. Uh, Old Dominion in Western Kentucky. That's what I have on in the studio uh, is bowl season is also part of holiday season. All right. Now, Saturday morning, I know all of you were on Twitter Saturday morning. I was. So Saturday, and this is probably too much information, but, you know, it's 2.38. You've had your lunch. You're not having dinner yet. Um, Saturday, my son had a little bit of a tummy ache. All right. Let's just say a lot of diapers were changed on Saturday. So he was taking a nap, and I and my son is very, especially when he's not feeling well, he, he does not want to be put, put in his crib for a nap, right? You got to hold him, and he wasn't feeling well, so I wasn't going to, I just gave in, all right, take a nap, I'll sit here and scroll Twitter. That's exactly what I did. And I'm scrolling Twitter, and I come up on this tweet from the county executive. And I looked at that, and I knew right away, this is going to be something I talk about on, on Monday. And uh, the county executive at 9.57 on a Saturday. You know, most people at 9.57 on a Saturday are, you know, maybe out watching a sporting event that their child's playing in. Maybe they're out, they're working out, which is something that we all should be doing. Um, maybe they're like me, taking care of a, of a, of a child who's just not feeling well. Uh, they're doing things with the people in their life on Saturday morning, right? Most people are doing that, okay? Uh, maybe they're playing video games, Right, I would say that a majority of people are doing what I've listed off in the 9 o'clock hour on a Saturday. Not the county executive. And this is really where it's such a shame that people go to the ballot and just vote for the party. Which is why I think we should get rid of political parties. Um, because I just, I just don't understand, if it wasn't for political parties, how someone who lacks maturity like the county executive would win by 18%. But here is what he said on Saturday. And there's multiple reasons he did this, okay? I, 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 again, I will say this. I will always say this. I am not a smart person. I do not claim to know everything. And I can easily have my mind changed if someone calls in with good facts. I do think I'm a good reader of people. Right, I, I, I think I've had enough life experiences at 35, and I'll have more as life goes on. But at 35, going through school and seeing how different people act, and you know, in your different groups, you have the popular kids, you had um, the not so popular kids, you had the very smart kids, you had the jocks, right? And you know, um, that Bowling for Soup song, Tanner, you realize is is true. Like the high school never ends song from Bowling for Soup is so true, and if you follow Erie County politics, it's like a bunch of people who never left high school. That's who we have running the county. And I don't think I'm the first one to make that analogy. There's just no way. But the people in charge in Erie County, uh, I, I don't know. I've never been to the Rath Building. 
Um, I don't want to catch bed bugs. So I've never been to the Raft building, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they had lockers there and, you know, a bell. Um, but it's very high school. And, and the people that the county executive surrounds himself with, I mean, if you look at how they tweet on social media, it, it's very much just people who never left high school, right? And, and maybe they're trying to relive high school because, you know, they felt in high school they should have been with one group and they never were. So they think now we're in our 50s, we'll, uh, we'll continue. I don't know. That, that's just how I read it. I, I, it's, it's very much run like high schools. Like, I'm in charge, you know, you know, na 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 um, I don't know. Again, that's just how I look at it. Here's what the county executive said on Saturday morning at 9.57. I'm enjoying the replies from out-of-state trolls to my post about who are essential personnel authorized to drive during a snowstorm travel ban. No punctuation, by the way. Could have used a comma there. Here's the deal. Comma, did use one there. Since you hate government so much, don't call 911 after getting stuck and demand we save your sorry patriot butts. That is the county executive. This is a man who for four years talked about how dangerous Donald Trump's tweets were. Now, I was very critical of former President Trump's tweets. I think you could be critical of someone's tweets and still support them, right? I don't remember the tweet where Donald Trump said he was going to pull services from people who don't agree with him. But this isn't the first time that the county executive has attacked people who don't agree with him. It's just, and you wonder how bad was your Friday night (laughs) that Saturday morning you wake up and tweet this out. I mean, this is what's on your mind at 9.57. I'm sorry, bro. Get a life. Right? Get a life. This is what you're thinking about at 9.57? Have you nothing better to do with your life? The answer is no, obviously. But this is the county executive. This, this, is, the, this is the guy. We need, we need the adults, right? In 2020, campaigning for Joe Biden, talking about needing the adults. Bro, this is the furthest thing from the way an adult would act. An adult would not say something like this. But he did. He tweeted it out. You're sorry, patriot butts. So he's attacking people who are patriotic, which is not surprising. And he's saying, if you question anything I say about travel bans then don't call 911. Now, I've never questioned the travel ban. And I think David did a great job of laying this out. I think what people are questioning is this portal that you are trying to set up and questioning, you know, not all travel bans are created equally, right? Especially in Erie County, where there could be three different, differently affected regions of one county. The weather is weird here. The winter weather is very weird here. That was my criticism of it. But I've never been one to say, oh, let's all defy a travel ban. I I, I don't remember that big push from the conservatives in in, uh, Erie County to defy a travel ban. I must have missed it. But then he goes on. Doesn't stop there. Goes on. And he says, the responses to this tweet are amazing. 
The same people who for days said they will ignore a travel ban. I didn't see anyone say they would ignore a travel ban. He made that up. He has made that up, or he read it in one of his friend's blogs that no one else reads. He made that up, which we've issued many times before, are now saying we must save them. Of course, we respond to all 911 calls. Well, that's not true. Even for those who put themselves in harm's way. So now the county executive is saying that if, you, if we have to come to you during a travel ban, you have put yourself in harm's way, which I think is highly insensitive. Less than a year after we lost 47 people during a snowstorm, during a blizzard in Erie County, which he was the county executive for. When 911 did not work, when people were not being responded to, he is now saying that those 47 people put themselves in harm's way. I think that's a highly insensitive comment from the county executive. But this is what he's tweeting out. This is, the, this is the county executive. Again, this is a guy who won by 18% of the people who showed up to vote. Now, the county, he, he is loving the attention, right? If you look at his Twitter page, and I'm a millennial, so I look at stuff like this. If you look at his Twitter page, I mean, he put a tweet out about Trump on the 17th. Only 3,800 people looked at it, right? He put a tweet out about... Um, Santa Land at Chestnut Ridge Park, which is an amazing event. Uh, Only 16,000 people looked at it. This Saturday morning tweet, 176,000 people looked at it. So he doesn't care about the criticisms. He's not because he has surrounded himself with yes men, right? He has surrounded himself with people who will never question him, right? He only talks to people who agree with him 100% because if you don't agree with him 100%, you're going to get a tweet about you. You know, he'll get his buddies at the Buffalo News to write something. Um, he's loving this. He got 176,000 people to look at that tweet. And then 67,000 people looked at his follow-up tweet. So he's calling this a big win. I mean, I, I think he wants to be the king of, uh, of social media. But that's embarrassing. Right? Is that not an embarrassing tweet? And then I want to break it down to, like I said, there's a different angles I want to look at this tweet from. What about the people who were part of his campaign team just recently who put up with August and all the stuff that came out in August, the migrant situation, the police report? And now you've got this guy who should be thanking the, mem- the people of Erie County. I mean, December 16th, he should still be on, you know, the thank you tour. If I remember 2016 correctly, President Trump was still on his thank you tour December 16th. The county executive should still be, you know, talking about the future and coming together. There is no one more divisive in politics than Mark Polenkars. Especially in local politics. No one divides uh, between party lines, like Mark Polonkars and his friends, and, and, and his friends that he has uh, surrounded around him, and like I said, I, I don't think this is a Republican Democrat thing. I, there's got to be Democrats out there that look at that cringe at this tweet, right? I mean, come on, a lot of Republicans cringed at Donald Trump's tweets. You, you've got to look at this and say it's a bad look. I mean, 
you know, of course you didn't put your hat in to run for Congress. This doesn't seem to be the, the kind of person who has the maturity for Congress. You know, you look at some of the other uh, leaders out here, and again, I heard David talk about this. Now, Tim Kennedy, I, I, I don't know much about Tim Kennedy because he's never gotten back to any of my phone calls. He's never once come on hardline, which I think is a pretty, I've had people tell me it's called, it should be called softline. Uh, so <laughs> I, I'm surprised. But, you know, Tim Kennedy, Sean Ryan, Byron Brown, could you ever imagine any of them tweeting something like this? Congressman Brian Higgins. Now, Congressman Higgins and I probably disagree on 99.9% of things when it comes to politics. But I have a lot of respect for Congressman Higgins. The person, right? I disagree with a lot of a lot of stuff that he would agree with, that he would support. Um, I, I think you can have respect for people that you completely disagree with politically. Um, I, th- I think, you know, uh, Congressman Higgins is a good man. I, I, I've talked about he's always been really good to me. Um, my, my working here, he was, he was the first, I think he was the first elected official to agree to come on hardline when I took over. Um, so I, I have a lot of respect for Congressman Higgins. I could never in a million years see Congressman Brian Higgins tweeting something like this. I couldn't see Congressman Brian Higgins tweeting something like this after he leaves Congress. There's a lot of people I just could not imagine tweeting something like this. And, you know, for the people in his camp, the people who will just always do the bullying I hope I'm saying that the bully bullying for Mark pulling cars. Well, of course they jump right on it and they're, you know, Oh yes. You tell them, Mark, is this really a, you tell them Mark because people are a little critical of a plan you had. I mean, come on. Are you an adult? Or are you still in high school? You can't take a little, a little criticism. By the way, you completely made up people saying they're going to ignore a travel ban. No one said that. I've not heard one person say, well, I'll just go drive out in the snow. I didn't hear one person say that. So you made that up. People are critical of the way the plan's being implemented. And, you know, most people, most, would like to talk like an adult. This is not an adult. This is not the actions of an adult. And that's coming from me, all right? That's coming from me. I've never I've never said I'm an I'm a overly mature person. I don't think I have the maturity to run for office, and I never would. Like, I, I, Politics would be the furthest thing from anything I'd be interested in. But I know that. This is someone who talks about, you know, maturity and knowing Erie County and, you know, the, the county executive for all, calling Donald Trump a divisive um, figure. And, and you know what? There, there, are, there are arguments where you, could, where you could back that up. But it's kind of hypocritical for someone like Mark Poloncar is to call anyone else divisive when you look from from COVID on. I don't think there has been more of a divisive person locally in politics than the county executive. And, and, I, and I don't know who you'd even put second on that list. 803-0930, star 930, that's the number to get on. I'd, I'd love to know, I'd love to hear, and I know they're listening because they'll, they'll blog about it, they'll tweet about it. I'd love to know the people who agree with Mark Polonkars, who think this is a this is an acceptable tweet of an elected official official to put out, and why. And again, 
you can come at me, and it's already coming on the text board. You can say, well, Joe, you, you never said anything about Trump's tweets. Yes, I did. You can't get me on that because I did. I called out Trump's tweets. I always said I, th- I think he's getting in his own way. He wants to know why no one's talking about the accomplishments he's made at the White House because he gave him a tweet to, to focus on instead. I was very critical of the former president's tweets. So was Mark Pullenkar's. Here's the difference. Mark Pullenkar's, the way he tweets, and this is not the first example, the way he tweets is, is the exact same. He is the liberal Donald Trump. His social media is, the, is, is that of the liberal Donald, Donald Trump. But again, I, I think it shows a weakness in leadership. If you won't even consider that maybe there's a better way to do something, or just know there's going to be people who disagree with you. 40% of the people did vote for Christy Casilio. So at the very least, 40% of Erie County does not agree with you. I mean, take it like an adult. Like, hey, you know what? I, I, what is so wrong with saying things like, you know what? I hear the complaints. I, 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 I hear the criticisms of this newly implemented plan. You know what? Maybe it's not perfect. I will talk it over with other people in my administration. There doesn't seem to be a snowstorm on the horizon. But to just say that, hey, if you disagree with me, don't bother calling 911. Oh, if you disagree with me, you're just a patriot. We're not going to save your patriotic, I mean, your your sorry patriotic butts. I, I mean, I would expect someone who just watched Peppa Pig. To, to come up with something that, uh, sorry, patriotic butts. Come on. That, 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 that's just such an immature thing to say. And no, I'm not saying that Peppa Pig pushes anti-patriotic things. I'm saying the level of that insult comes from someone who might watch Peppa Pig. That was what I was saying. No, no insults to Peppa Pig. I love Peppa Pig. And I was very upset when Santa did not bring her uh, the doll on Christmas Day. But he came back. Don't worry, Tanner. He came back and brought her the, uh, it was still on a sleigh when he was heading back to the North Pole. 803 star 930. It's Beamer in for Bowerly. Would love to hear your take on this. We're going to stay on this when we come back. But we're going to tie in the Amherst 11% tax hike. And I'm going to show, I'm going to tell you how these two things show the same in my opinion, poor trait of a leader. When we come back on WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.